0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Create Your Life series, where we help you maximize your potential and results in the area of personal development, entrepreneurship, and travel. And I'm your host, Kevin Y. Brown. Create your life.
1: Create propre vie.
0: Create your life.
1: Create your life. Create your life. Create
0: your life.
1: Create your life. And skip your life.
0: You better create your, <laughs> create,
1: your you. create your life.
0: Create your life. la. Create your life. Create your life. Beautiful people. Happy Sunday. Thank you for joining us here. This is the Create Your Life series. I'm your host, Kevin Y. Brown, and it is a wonderful Sunday. Actually, not even too chilly outside here in New York, so definitely happy about that. We got a great guest for you here today, definitely uh, an ambassador of technology, someone who's done some amazing things. And before we bring him in, I actually want to catch up with you guys. You know, it's been a been a week, so want to touch base with you. What are some of the things that have happened or that I've learned Uh, Over this last week, since we last had the opportunity to be together, well, I think the biggest takeaway that I've gotten actually came today was getting out and talking to people. I always show up about two hours before my show comes on, two or three hours before my show comes on, and I had the opportunity to run into some of the other hosts of different shows here at the station. And us sitting down and just really breaking bread, we all ended up coming up with new strategies that one of us was using and that the others may not have been and different ways to collaborate and do things together. So that has been our very pivotal moving forward because tomorrow and this week, we got some some huge opportunities coming up where I'll be able to contribute to different platforms and things like that. And then they also walked away with different strategies for advertisement, et cetera, et cetera. Then another thing that really, I touch base uh, for me, which is something that I'm always happy to do, is, is we have our intern here, Christian who um, had the opportunity to spend some time with yesterday, him and his, him and his family. But he's an intern here. And then we also had the opportunity to speak to another parent yesterday. And her daughter is also interested in communications and doing things such as PR and things like that. And so we always want to offer those types of opportunities to our younger people so they can get inside the industry, see if it's something that they really like, that they really want to be involved in, and definitely give them the opportunity to do so. So without further avail, when we're talking about giving people opportunities and making things happen, this, our guest is actually someone who has done that and went back to his hometown and got to partner with some really, really, with a really, really big company that we all know here uh, in America, actually worldwide. And so I want, Create Your Life Series family, I want you to welcome uh, Mr. Greg Lowe. Greg, please say hello to the Create Your Life Series family.
1: Hey, how you doing? How's everyone out there?
0: Uh um, man, we are good, man. Very, very happy to have you. I
1: mean, I'm happy that you uh that you took the time out to you know, have me on, man. I really appreciate it. I like what you're doing and your message is very inspiring. So keep it up, dog. Keep it up.
0: Oh yeah, definitely will do, man. Greg, I, I wanna jump right in, brother. You have been recognized as the master of the mobile you know, revolutionizing (laughs) mobile culture too. How does one go about getting that? Tell us about your company and tell us how you got that title, man.
1: Oh man. Well, the title came from a very nice lady at Ebony magazine who wanted to, uh, who wrote an article about me and she titled it master of mobile. So, to all my people out there who are in tech, everyone really is trying to master the mobile market. So I really can't take that uh, that title, uh, even though I wish I could, you know, <laughs> I can't take it all the way. But um, but yeah, so, you know, just starting my career in the mobile space was um, something that really inspired me to, um, to really kind of change the face of the people that I saw on an everyday basis in the tech. The tech industry overall. And it, outside of that, outside of my, my cause, um, it really was just about getting my creative ideas out there to the world. And uh, the mobile phone offered kind of that blueprint space or that uh, that blank sheet of paper that I could, you know, write things down with my mind on and, and have them be seen by the world.
0: Mm. Amazing. So your company, Lowkey, what exactly does Lowkey do? Tell us.
1: Well, we uh, we build mobile applications. Um, we also concept applications. Um, they actually, you know, one of my clients actually called me a, a, a mobile a creative strategist or a creative Scientologist uh, the other day. So I don't, you know, I, I, I guess you would say we come up with concepts um, in order for companies and also uh, for brands to apply creativity to a mobile application in order for people to engage. So we're trying to change this, uh the we're trying to just give people experiences that that really touch them uh you know in their environment and that's usually through the palm of their hand.
0: Mm. So you've you've developed conceptualized launched and marketed successful mobile applications <laughs> with multiple Fortune 500 companies. Uh what are some of those companies and who has been like some of your favorites to work with so far and why? Super loaded question.
1: Oh of questions. yeah, okay. Um <laughs> no no no, it's cool. <laughs> Well, I mean, I've worked with Pepsi. Um, you know, over the years, we did a great campaign with one of my applications called Song Booth. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were able to give people the opportunity to to sing in their, in their, into their phone um, and win the chance to get you know Pepsi points. And we were able to apply uh, technology. To their mobile application, to 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 give them a, a avenue to touch people without having to just ask them for something to make it very corporate. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: we wanted to change that corporate face and, and make it different, make it where it wasn't. We wanted to reinvent that experience, you know, and enhance that experience rather than just asking them to hey. Sign up and get some uh, Pepsi points, uh, you know, why don't you sing, and then we're going to give you the opportunity to have your voice be heard, and then in exchange, we're going to give you some, some Pepsi points, so it became an exchange program. I kind of went in deep with that one, but um, that was a pretty, a pretty fun program we had um, a few years back. Um, recently, we worked with IBM um, on a number of projects, uh, one of them, which touches close to home for me. Um, is called low Key lab where I was able to go home and, uh, to Cleveland, Ohio and, and teach 20 of these amazing kids from Maple Heights high school, um, how to build mobile applications from, uh, from, from conception, i call it from uh wireframing to beta. So it was really from conception to launch. So I'm in the process now of, uh, mentoring those kids and it went really well. Um, Wow. Oh a few yeah, a few other notable ones you probably haven't heard of is, you know, Y and R, Gray Advertising, um, the NBA, you know, I've worked with Beyonce, Neo. So I worked with some um celebrities, uh, and brands as well. So, you know, I could keep going down the list but you know, I try to be a humble guy.
0: No, I mean, that's amazing, man. Of course, you know, you got to name drop it. It lends to the credibility, but if you're on the Create Your Life series, trust me, my, all of our listeners, the family, they know that you are credible and definitely a good source. So, you talked about this collaboration that you did with IBM. What was the process of securing a collaboration like that? What What was that process like?
1: Well, you know, it was actually uh, for that one, and, you know, it, I wouldn't say it was that difficult. The reason why is. Um, you know, I had just been noticed on CNN uh, nationwide, so I was, it was really a, a kind of serendipitous situation where okay. they came to me and they, they wanted to do something, and I had this on my mind as the first project that I wanted to do with them. Um, so it just kind of happened that way. They were really, really, you know, excited about the program. Mm-hmm. They, they got right behind it and gave me all the tools I needed to make it happen. Um, so at that that situation was a little easier. Now, if I would go back some years, <laughs> and we talk about the Pepsi partnership, that was maybe a little bit more difficult. Or, yes, man. You know, Tell us about that. And talk about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, when you're working with larger brands and you're a smaller company, you know, at the time we were a four-person shop. Oh, um, brands can kind of you know enforce their will on you. You're a David versus Goliath in that situation. So you try to be as enchanting as you can, but at the same time, you know they're going to put you on a thirty a hold and um you know to get get the funding that you need because obviously, when building your business, you know there's there's funding issues when you're trying to do a big project like that. So right. it's just the 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 growing pains of working with a larger company being smaller. Um, And then also proving your worth. So I think in the early days, um,
0: it was a little bit more difficult than it is now. So what do you think would be some of the strategies? Let's say I'm a small company and I want to collaborate with the Pepsi. I want to collaborate with the Coca-Cola, with the the giant. Mm -hmm. What are some of the best Mm -hmm. things or best ways for me to uh, go about securing that partnership?
1: Um, Well, there's a number of ways. Um, There's always relationships, man. You know, I, I like to say that you know, your your life is only as, as quality as to whom you like to spend all your time with. So mm-hmm. you got to make sure that the people that are in your relationships, you know, can really start to push you towards situations that would be better for you or opportunities that would be better for your business. So make sure that you're screaming to the rooftop what you do so everybody knows what you do. And then somebody will come to you and say, hey, I got opportunity for you. That's one opportunity. But if you're I'm not lucky enough to be in a major city where, you know, the tech industry is booming or um, it, it would behoove you to really just keep your ear to the ground and just jump out there and and try to go and grab those contracts from, from people that are around you, companies that are around you. Don't go after the the huge companies in the beginning because obviously, you know, if you're, a smaller business trying to bid on a larger big, a larger company, it's it, you know chances are you know they're not gonna they're not gonna go with you up front, but if you do have that opportunity, um, you know, to be in front of a business, pitch as hard as you can, make sure that you're coming in, don't undervalue yourself. Um and, you know, just go for it all, I guess I would say.
0: Now, when you say don't undervalue yourself, I feel like that's one of the huge things that a lot of times companies do. Like sometimes you'll say, oh, you know what, I'll take a pay cut just to have you know Pepsi on my roster or you know my list of clients and things like that. What do you think about that? Um, what do you think about that as a strategy? Or, or should small businesses or businesses even do that?
1: No, you know, I don't think anybody should undervalue themselves. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's themselves. I think um, what happens is we get into a cycle of, building a business and and just trying to take the opportunities that come in front of you. But, you know, you're going to get more opportunities. Obviously you have to, you have to pitch yourself the proper way and come in under budget to help these people kind of choose you over another business. So you have to have a leg up on them. What, you know, what is your value proposition as a brand? Mm -hmm. Um, But don't undervalue yourself. Don't go in there saying, I can do this project, you know, for, for forty dollars, when you know it's going to take you one hundred and fifty dollars to do it, just to get the business, because at the end of the day, undervaluing yourself is only going to make the project bad. It's going to, you know, not allow you to be comfortable doing the project, and you know it's just not good for any party. So it's not a win-win situation. So that's that's one of the real reasons why you shouldn't.
0: Mm. That's yeah. I, and we had another guest on here, uh, George 2.0, and he talked about, you know, sometimes you take advantage or you, you might do an in-kind service to someone. But at the end of the day, you still build them or send them an invoice of what the total value uh, is for the service that you got. And, you know, you call it a maybe a, perhaps a discounted rate or something like that. But you definitely always want to make sure that 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 client or that person understands what the total value is that they've gotten so that the next time when there's a referral or anything like that, then they're aware of what it is that they got.
1: Yep. Yep. And that definitely, you, you worded it properly. It's, you can't go in there thinking that you're going to do something value, mm-hmm. um, just to get the business. And you just end up hurting yourself at the end of the day. So, you know, people value value you more if you tell them how much your service is up front. And, mm-hmm. and they can say, all right, I'll pay for it or I'm not going to pay for it. So come in there with a, a great value for your business and your service, you know, and, and see if you can grow from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then keep going from there step by step, one foot in front of the other.
0: Got you. So you were working at MySpace at one point. And MySpace Music. Yeah, MySpace Music. I like to make that differentiate, <laughs> <Like> oh. <laughs> to, you know, make that uh, known just because
1: they're two different companies.
0: Okay. And so from there, you you basically had a an inclination, like a spark. You got, you know, excited and you, you broke off from there and started your own venture. What was that process like? Oh, man. Um,
1: at the time, I was just in public relations, so I really wasn't on the the tech side, but mm-hmm. something in me said, you know, that, this was the direction um, that the world was going. And, I mean, obviously, technology is the direction. But what really sparked me is a friend told me to get an iPhone. And I went and got an iPhone and started to notice these apps. And, you know, some of them were fun. Some of them were kind of goofy. uh, But I heard about a guy who had an app that was a mirror app. And, you know, he made over $500,000 off of this app. Now, money shouldn't inspire you. Uh, but one of the things, I mean, it should, but at the same time, one of the things I said, oh, my goodness, how did he make that much money off of one app? You know, like, what is this business? So as I started to study the business, I started to see that it was pure creativity on a new level. It was um, It's a renaissance in a way um, that we are going to notice later on in, in history and recognize it is that it's a point in time when anyone where the barrier um, of entry is, is low, Uh, but at the same time the reward is very high if you come up with something that can be used um, you know either by the masses or create some kind of a value add for the person using it so um, that's when I decided to kind of branch out and and see what that industry was about.
0: Mm. And from there what was the first app that you actually created?
1: Um, It was called iFlipped. It was a remix app so we were, man, I wish we weren't as ambitious, i tell you what I mean. It was good at the end of the day, but we were very ambitious um, on taking on this project uh, because it was in the music space. Um, and the music space, as anyone knows, is a pretty difficult space when you're talking about remixing anything, so... Um, I flipped was the first app. Uh, before we even started building, we had to go out there, and um, before we got to beta, we had to go out and secure licensing just so we could use the music. So, you know, that took us about a year. So, and when you're, um, yeah, was, uh, when you're saying securing music,
0: when you're saying securing music, where were you securing this music from? Are you going to like record labels, trying to get uh, them to agree to let you use it for publishing purposes? Like, what is? It? How does that? How does that work?
1: Yeah, so um, we had to go and get publishing deals. So at the time. Um, No one had really done publishing deals through mobile applications. You know, Mm -hmm. that's more for video games where you license one song. But the app uh, world allows us to be creative where we can press buttons and remix, mix a song, change the composition, change up the way it's uh, it's heard, different parts, put a piece here, put a piece there, the hook or the bridge. Um, But... That ran us into one problem, which is a thing called derivative works. Um, so when you create a derivative work, it changes the entire composition of music, where the publishers change. So mm-hmm. um, with any one song, there could be, you know, up to I've seen songs a hundred publishers on one song. Wow. And it, yeah, it's crazy. So you got a the publisher has to find each person, pay each person their dividend on the music. So. When you're remixing you can imagine, you know, putting a piece here, putting a piece there. You can you know, you take five songs, you got five hundred different publishers right there if wow. it's a huge, you know, if it's a huge record. So that you can see the worst can become crazy. But what we were able to do, um, is we were able to work out a deal with them, um, which was groundbreaking at the time. Um, for us it was groundbreaking just because we could finally do our app and finally get this uh this vision out to the world, but Um, What I saw later on was that, hey, you know, uh, a Favorite Nations deal that we struck, um, I believe, uh, you know, set the groundwork for some of the apps that are out there today that are using uh, music and got the, really got the, if nothing else, got the industry really thinking about the mobile space being somewhere viable that uh, music could really evolve.
0: Okay. Now, your most successful app so far to date has been Songbooth, and it has like 8 million over 8 million downloads uh, worldwide, and it's a social video network for user-generated music videos. What was the process like, you know, going through the development, the lunch, and just the experience? You know, what were your days looking like when you were trying to get this in motion and bring it to market, and it's in market? Can you walk us through
1: that? Yeah, man, I tell you, um, it brings back memories when you talk about this. Um, You know, development every day was just beta testing, and things breaking it was every day, you know, beyond the, I'm, I'm skipping almost four months of just conception phase, but mm. if we go to just, you know, beta time where you have a working application and just testing. And we were, we were, um, you know, we were compressing video into five seconds. You know, we were, you know, trying to make sure everything was HD quality. And at the time, you know, Instagram video hadn't been released yet. You know, this hadn't, even been heard of as a video and a feed um, so you know we were up against some things that you know we definitely hadn't seen before as far as the mobile space goes so you know it was just testing and retesting and you know allowing people to um, how long should the video be the the, the processing speed as to how you know, how fast the, the the video can upload onto the site and into the feed so There were a number of things every day and night that had me staying up till, you know, 2 a.m., just uh, wrecking my brain as to how we're going to fix these problems with my developers. So it was a a day in and day out struggle until we got to launch. And then that was a whole other beast within itself.
0: Mm -hmm. So your developers, are your developers domestic? Like, are you in the office with these guys or are they overseas? I know, you know, you can do it differently. How are you yeah, guys we doing? have
1: in-house guys, yeah, we have in-house guys, and we have um, uh, support teams, but you know it's always good to have in-house guys just because you can sit there and really talk to them about what's going on at the time when we were developing song booth, mm-hmm. you know, I had one guy that I was you know grinding out every day so but um you know it's, it's gotten easier since then that was some years ago.
0: Oh wow, so give me a timeline. you say four months on conception. How long on beta, mm-hmm. and then, you know, walk me through that, and then you guys launch, and then getting to where you are massing a million downloads, et cetera, et cetera. Like, what are, what is the timeline on that?
1: Well, um, we started when we started when I started concepting the application. That actually, the name of it was Music Boxes, if you. It wasn't even songbooth. I mean we had a whole different name. So after we got to um, to have a beta on our phone and we were testing and we were creating uh, the microphone logo, we, we wanted to change the name. So I would say around four months we changed the name to Songbooth. Uh, when we got to the name Songbooth, we started to really conceptualize the logo, the microphone logo, um, you know, how things were going to be presented. Uh, what the onboarding process was going to be like. Um, and then you know I would say about eight months from there, uh, we had a polished project where we could now um, start to have people download it on their phone and kind of give me feedback. Um, so we did that for about two months just getting feedback, uh, crash testing, bug testing, um, you know going through going through the different um, the the different pieces of um, of testing your product to make sure that it doesn't crash. Um, and then we decided to launch. So we did a, a launch uh, at the Apple Store in Soho, New York, um, and you know was able to get some buzz. We launched with a, a singer by the name of Miguel, um which got us uh, you know a good a, a good amount of downloads in the beginning. Um, month one, month two, we were around in the hundreds of downloads, hundreds of thousands of downloads just Mm -hmm. because we launched as uh, one of the Apple's top new apps around Christmas. I used to always want to launch my apps around Christmas. And Mm -hmm. it's funny because this year I didn't launch an app around Christmas. and It was the biggest time, um, the biggest month of any app store launches. I think they did about like 5 billion or something in downloads. It It was insane. Wow. Um yeah, yeah. The number was huge. I might be quoting it wrong, but the number was huge. I know it was their biggest uh biggest holiday spend ever in the app store. And uh so we launched around then and we were able to uh get featured in the mass a, a number of downloads and, and it just kept rising from there being
0: a free app. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm still I'm still uh thinking about the five billion that they did or you know, the oh, number in the I ballpark mean, they,
1: they do numbers. They have, you know, the app store, you know, I talk to brands all the time now when they come to me and uh, we talk about, you know, accepting different things. You know, we're working with a lot of artificial intelligence now, mm-hmm. working with uh, bot messaging, and, you know, they all ask, um, you know, how, what's your acquisition rate? You know, how do you acquire users? You know, and acquiring users is a technique. You know, it just comes at times when, you know, it has to deal with uh Scheduling it has to do with the date that you launch, the month, what's going on. Is it a holiday? Um, There's a lot of things that go into it. You know, you can't just launch an app and and think you're going to put it into the store and it's just going to blow up. It doesn't work like that.
0: What is bot messaging?
1: Oh, bot messaging. So (laughs) that's funny. We um, the kids that I'm incubating, they actually started a bot messenger. I really. I'm under NDA from them now, so I can't really talk about it. You know, I try to keep my uh, my uh, my incubates companies private before they launch. Okay, uh, but it works with bot messaging. So, well, I'll, I'll just say a simple bot messenger. So, I believe it's Papa John's or Domino's. They have a bot messenger where you can uh, text message mm-hmm. and say, "Hey, I want a pizza" um, to a, a number or through an app uh, that Domino's. Or Papa John's may have pizza shop um and then a artificial intelligence bot or a algorithm um created robot will text you back and say um okay you know when do you want your pizza and you will and you'll text back and you'll say um I want my pizza in 30 minutes and they say okay uh give us your information your pizza is going to be on the way and the entire time you're talking you're speaking with a robot but since it's an um know natural language you feel like you're talking with a person so that's essentially what bot messaging is across different genres
0: oh wow okay well greg i got as you're talking i'm sitting here i'm writing down questions so i have a a lot of questions to ask you even further uh, when we get back Ah. from this musical break man i'm enjoying this time with you and uh beautiful people we will be right back so if you want to have if you have some questions that you want to ask mr greg Lowe, please give us a call here at the station 212-650-6903 Write a message on Facebook Live, Facebook.com, Kev brown backslash brown one and we will be back with Mr. Greg Lowe of Low-Key. Beautiful people, we are back. This is the Create Your Life series. I'm your host, Kevin Y. Brown, and we have Mr. Greg Lowe of Low-Key on the phone. Greg, are you here?
1: Yeah, I'm here. I'm here.
0: Yes, good. Glad that you're here, man. Before we left, you were actually telling us uh, some of your strategies that you use in order to make sure that uh, that your apps are successful. So, man, could you please give us the blueprint to creating a successful app and acquiring customers so that we can get lots of downloads and lots of users?
1: <laughs> well, they say the game is to be sold, never told. So I can tell you as much as I can, but I can't go all the way into tell them the secret sauce. And I'm, I'm just joking. With <laughs>
0: yeah, because I always but, say, um, you know, people have to do the work still. Right. I said I always say that people still have to do the work, so... You know,
1: yeah, man, you got to do the work, man. You know, there really is no, you know, I talk about secret sauce, but there really is no secret sauce that, uh, you know, if you have a good app, you know, and the app is good. I've seen good apps, you know, not take off as well. So it just, you know, it all depends on timing and and what your what your value value at
0: is with your app. You said one of the best times to launch an app is around Christmas time. That's one of the things that you do. What are some of the. What are some of the avenues that you use to get the word out about your apps specifically?
1: Uh, Well, social platforms are always uh, good. Um, You know, Instagram, Facebook. uh, You can do ad buys through Google. Um, There's cross-marketing platforms through applications where you can um, advertise your app within another application. Uh, We also use out-of-the-box ways, um, like events. Um, I have a new app out now called Fitbox Plus Uh, we have a a program that we like to call the Tinder for workout buddies um, or workout people so um, you can find people in your area to work out with so we're doing these events called Fitbox Fitmatics where people can go and Um, and work out and find friends to work out with, but they have to find, uh, you know, the events through the app. So Mm -hmm. um, this is another way to direct and funnel people um, to your product. So if you have a usable uh, application, you know, that can really change people's uh, way of living or change the way they move around a city, say, for instance, a directional app or a navigational app, uh, then you want to do things in the real world to, to funnel people to use your product um, through mention. Word of mouth is also good, um, and then also being featured. Um, you know, not everyone has relationships with an Apple or um, a, a Android with Google um, to be featured in their store, but features really helped me out over um, early on. Um, And they continue to help businesses out. So, you know, that's a good way to go is to write into one of these companies and try to get featured.
0: Mm. Okay. Thank you for those strategies. Now, my next question is I see a lot of people and they they develop apps. You know, everybody and their Mm mamas making an app. But I see that yours have been successful. Are there any other uh, strategies that you could share with us, you know, that you feel like help to make an app successful? That that have helped make your make your app successful.
1: Yeah, so um, we approach it differently. Um, we try to look at how to integrate brands in app purchasing and um, e commerce within each one of our applications. Um, the way we do that is um, with FitBox, for instance. We're offering physical products, so. Um, with my apps, I always, always try to do something that's um, non-invasive uh, for, for people's lifestyle, but at the same time can change their lifestyle in a way or, or add on to that life. So like I say, my apps have value propositions rather than trying to just create the next um, social networking app or um, the next big thing, as they like to say. You know, I try to go exactly where I can touch people. Where, where is their need?
0: Now, I want to get a little more personal um, for you mm-hmm. and, you know, the life of a successful master of the mobile. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's what we're going to use. That's what we're going to use, man. <laughs> right. Master of the mobile. Right. How do you balance yeah. work and life? Because it seems like to me, like, doing what you do, you're going to have, like, some late nights. You know, you're traveling right now. You're in L.A. You know, I know you, you know, vacation, take time off and things like that and are working a lot. So how do you, ba- how do you find that balance?
1: Oh, man. I just try to do things that are fun to me. You know, honestly, I don't look at work as as being work. You know, it, it kind of, I created my life, as you say, create your life. Absolutely. So I started off creating my life um, in a way where work every day wasn't going to be work. Um, it's you know it's fun. So when you talk about that work life balance, I try to, you know, I try, I always you know it does get it does get hectic. I'm not gonna say it's fun all the time. You know that w- that wouldn't be real, but you know it does get hectic. It does get a little stressful, especially being an entrepreneur. And I, I you know I, I try to read a lot. You know I try to work out um, and and read, man. Working out and reading to keep my brain moving, um, to keep my body moving. Um, it keeps me motivated going forward, even though I'm already a heavily driven person, a really driven person. Um, I feel those two things keep me, you know, keep me reaching for that next edge.
0: Okay. So you're talking about being motivated. Like, Are there any strategies that you have that you use to stay motivated or that kind of keep you in the game when you might get discouraged or anything like that?
1: Yeah, man, you know, it's funny, man, because, uh, you know, a lot of people's motivation are, you know, they're different. You know, I have this saying that I have posted up on my, in my house. I have it in, you know, in my office. I have it everywhere. It's a little saying. It's uh, go confidently in the direction of your dreams, live the life you've imagined. So, you know, to, to, to stay motivated for me is just, you know, trying to live that life that I've imagined, you know, like from when I was younger. It always evolves. But if you're always tweaking yourself and trying to make yourself better every day, I think that's the motivation for me. Um, it's different for everyone, you know. Um, you, you know, for me, it's always, you know, creating that life. And what is that life? It's changing It's my, my cause to, you know, change the face of technology and, and really open up doors for other minority men. Who are um, you know trying to get funding for their business and and create that that next big app project that they think they can make, um, and it's also you know it's it's also just staying motivated to to create that life that I see you know to be able to um, see the world to you know go to Italy or go to Greece or Africa and, and um, take in those sites. so then you know my family can be changed and the people around me can be changed so. Those are my motivations. Um, I also like cars. <laughs> I really like
0: cars. Okay. So what kind of cars you yeah. like, man?
1: Oh, man. It just, um, it depends, man. You know, I mean, it's old school, new school cars, exotics. I just love the lines, man. The lines, the colors, you know, it's nothing like just a, a beautiful vehicle. You know, it just, it, it inspires me.
0: So you said that you want to create opportunities for others and to help other people in order to stay motivated the way that you are as driven as you are, man, what does your peer group look like? The people that are around you?
1: Oh. Um, you know, my peer group it's my family, um, I would say and people that inspire me. I mean, I don't want to throw any names out, but my peer group, um my family and people that inspire me. And I've been lucky enough over the years to, you know, meet people who are very successful in their world, so I try to stay in touch with them and, you know, talk to them. We play golf and, and, and see them as much as I can so then I can figure, you know, not figure them out, but really just to get that energy, you know, and see, you know, because everyone goes through, you know, their ups and downs and trials and tribulations, but, and, you know, if you can really align yourself with people who, I, I wouldn't say more successful, but are successful in their life, Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they can help you to figure out how to navigate those waters. So my peer group is my family. My peer group are people who keep the positive um, and keep me, uh, you know, motivated and energized. You know, I try to stay away from any negative energy. So family, friends, and occasionally associates that I do business with.
0: For those who are out here who are working, maybe thinking about doing entrepreneurship or just, you know, want to work a nice job what is the importance that technology has in taking, you know, charge of your career or maybe owning your own business.
1: You know, technology gives you the platform where you can build off of. So, for me, you know, I wanted to build a subscription business for athletic wear, but also I'm in technology, so I wanted to apply, you know, a way to connect people um through a phone that's already in pocket. So, through technology, we're, we're able to just create these different avenues that weren't necessarily there because they're not tangible. They're not, they're not necessarily something you can touch when you're creating an application that connects people. Um, but if you can create a business that, um, you know, adds to people's life, that gives them some kind of creative edge on their social graph or um, allows them to connect with their friends, um, you know, there's a, a number of different avenues you can go into, uh, but the barrier of entry is lower because you're not having to build a, you know, build a, a a building, you know, or go out there and acquire a bunch of uh, product, um, or go out and rent something and you know, and have a bunch of overhead costs. Um, it allows you to kind of just, you know, create from where you are and have a real home business if you're if you're able to. So that's why I say the tech business is always just, you know, and more specifically, when I, when we say the tech business, the mobile app, mobile application space, um, because it you know gives the everyday person a, a chance to really create the next Amazon and be the next Jeff Bezos uh, without having to have um, you know experience like uh, Donald Trump.
0: Gotcha what are some of your strategies to staying on top of media and making sure that the new projects you create or take on are relevant to the market?
1: You know, I, I'm always, you know, reading, always reading. I'm on every blog, every tech blog. TechCrunch is a big blog for me. Um, you know, going to the, you know, when I'm in the city, or running around in the, in the magazine stores to pick up the next magazine, whether that be Fast Company or Wire, you know just to see what the next tech is what what are they talking about you know who who what pundit is predicting something new um and then you know just also being a millennial and keeping my feet on the ground in the streets you know going out and you know talking with friends and being in my office every day um and talking with my peers in the office and um and just being a, you know heads up on the culture you know i think a lot of people take that for granted that You know, you're you're right on the leading edge of what's going on. You know, you you're creating the culture instead of just observing.
0: Right. So um, for your company specifically, what are some of the top resources that you guys use to run smoothly? Like, are there any apps, any software, et cetera, et cetera?
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, we use Slack. I mean, there's a a number of services that I use, GitHub, Amazon, EC2, you can use Shopify. I mean, there's a number of services out here, um, you know, um, uh, SaaS services um, that allow you to create a business without having a bunch of overhead. That's what, you know, we were just talking about, and I use a number of those just to make it easier, you know, and. There's no need in creating your own, uh, going out and buying your own servers, having your own cooled server room, when you can just use Amazon's and they have you know millions of, of stacks mounted across the world. So, you know, it's always you easily it's always easily accessible to use a SaaS service.
0: Okay, SaaS. Um, what does SaaS stand for?
1: SaaS is Software as a Service. Right. So, yeah. um, basically. It, um, it's Amazon being able to. Uh, you, you can use their stacks, uh, their, uh, uh, their 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 service stacks to uh, load your data up to. Um, mm-hmm. It's called EC2. So basically, if you have, I'm trying to make this easy and more in layman's terms. I don't want to sound like I'm you know just <laughs> talking tech jumbo. <laughs> um, but basically, if you're if you want to have your videos uploaded to the cloud, um, you want to use a service that's going to be able to harness that um, and hold that technology, hold that uh, that information without, um, you know, without it leaving, uh, with, with it leaving your app and not having to sit on someone's phone. So um, software as a service could also be um, utilizing, say, uh, IBM Bluemix or uh, to build your application um, or Shopify um, to build your store. So um, it's a software that that you pay for, um, that then you can use their backend technology in order to create your own business. So that's what software as a service is in a nutshell.
0: Okay. Now you said that one of the peaks of your entrepreneurship journey was being a contributor on CNN. Why was that mm-hmm. such a meaningful experience for you?
1: Um, why was being on CNN a meaningful experience for me? Yes. Oh, man, I think it's because we grew up, um, you know, seeing people on CNN. I mean, that's a huge service. I mean, we see, you know, the media being attacked now, but being on there and, and having my story told and my mission told, uh was really inspiring for me because it was uh it's a space that you know we weren't on all the time you know we grew up watching cnn i grew up uh you know i went to school in atlanta for a time and they were right around the corner so you saw the sign so it was just you know it was just really cool to see my name you know go up across in the the bold letters
0: what's next man what's next for you for low-key
1: Next for me, um, well, I have a pretty um, uh, exciting campaign in STEM coming out this year that I'm really excited about, um, you know, really helping kids to uh, develop more mobile applications and really learn the technology space. Um, I'm building Fitbox up. I'm really excited about that business. Um, It's doing really well. Got some great partners on board. Um, and, you know, just continually, continuously, uh, you know, bettering my business and, and going constantly in the direction of my dreams.
0: Okay. And so last question, what three things would mm-hmm. you tell our listeners who are looking to create their best life?
1: What three things would I tell your listeners? Oh, man. Um, so I would tell them to have the courage uh, to go out there and and build their business. Courage is a big thing. You know, I sit up here and, and you know talk to you, and I'm really happy that you gave me this platform. I'm really glad that you gave me this platform to speak on. But um, it really takes courage to do a lot of what we do. Um, rather than be getting up in the morning to start your own business or, um, you know, talking on the radio, you have to have that courage. You know, one thing that I've heard is that, you know, to give light, you know, you must endure burning. So Hmm. you got to go out there and have the courage to endure that burning.
0: Well, I like that. Okay. Other two things.
1: Um... The other two things I would say, um, friendship, um, you know, the quality of of your life, you know, and to a large extent, um, it's decided by who you spend your time with. So, um, the people you spend your time with are very important. You know, I see a lot of, um, a lot of individuals in the world today, you know, using their time, spending their time with people who they think they want to be like, but, You know, they don't necessarily want to be like those people. So you have to make sure that you spend your time with people that are enlightening you and (laughs) enlightening to you Um, and, you know, that push you along. Okay. And the third, I would say, would be patience. Um, You know, I'm I'm saying things that are outside of any direct business. You know, I know I'm supposed to talk about tech, but I'm saying...
0: (laughs) These are great, man. I'm taking notes.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. Um, you know, patience is one thing that you know, we all have to have more of. You know, that was my 2017 resolution. If I had one, it would be to be more patient.
0: Greg, how can our listeners, the Create Your Life Series family, keep up with you? What are your social media handles, website, et cetera?
1: All right, cool. My, uh, my website is uh, www.lowkey.com. Uh, my social media on Instagram and Twitter is Gregory Lowe II. That's uh, Gregory Lowe, Roman numeral two. Um, and my email, if anybody wants to email me, is greg at lowkey.com.
0: Okay, and lowkey, spell lowkey for us.
1: That's L-O-W-E-K-E-Y.
0: Awesome. All right, Greg, man, thank you so much for being here, being a guest with us, contributing these nuggets about the tech and the mobile tech industry, man. We really appreciate you.
1: Hey, man, thanks for having me, Kev. I really appreciate you giving me this platform. It was a pleasure. I hope I was able to enlighten and inspire.
0: Oh, you definitely did, brother. You blessed us. So Create Your Life Series family, we are going to let Greg go. We are going to cut to a quick musical break, then we're going to come back with a recap of all of the nuggets that he has dropped on us. See you in a bit. Beautiful people, this is the Create Your Life Series. I'm your host, Kevin Wyatt Brown, and we just had an amazing, amazing guest, uh Greg Lowe, who has done so much uh and has actually even given back, you know, in in terms of uh mobile tech. He's given back. He's done low-key lab with IBM, where he took 20 high school students and taught them, um, basically put them in a mobile app incubator, teaching them the ins and outs of business, how to create an app from start to finish, et cetera, et cetera. And while he told us all of those things, he also talked about the success and some of the formulas and things that he's done to make his company and the apps that he's launched be successful. One of his most popular uh, apps that he's developed is called Songbooth, and it has over 8 million downloads. So here are some of the secrets to success that Greg has dropped on us, especially in terms of um, dropping and creating successful mobile applications. He said, number one, let everyone know what you do so that you can take advantage of the opportunities that are around you. He said, keep your ear to the ground and take up, just grab all of the opportunities that are around you. And sometimes you have to build up in order to get those contracts with the big company. So you might want to grab all of the small companies and opportunities around you, get those together and then build a name for yourself and then go after that big company like Pepsi, Coca-Cola, all those Fortune 500s. Then he said, One of his strategies is that he loves to launch applications around Christmas times because he understands that most people are really, really in a buying spirit at that time. Uh, He also said that, you know, you want to spread the word for your apps by, you know, being featured, doing cross promotion with other people, word of mouth, and also making sure that your app is usable and that there's a need for it. And he said that some of the things that he uses in order to make sure that his company runs functionable and as smoothly as possible are Slack, um, GitHub, Shopify, and et cetera, et cetera. And he said the three things um, that you want to do in order to create your best life is number one, you want to have the courage. You want to have the courage to go out and to chase your dreams and you stay motivated by having a great peer group. And he highlighted and talked about the people who he spends time around. He also gave us this quote that I thought was awesome. To give light, you must endure burning. That's deep. Number two, he said the quality of friendships directly relate to the quality of life that you have. So be sure that you're spending time with people that you actually want to be around, who are enlightening you and who want to see you win. And then he said number three, and this is something that he's highlighted for his 2017 goals, and that is to have patience patience. And understand that there's a process to becoming successful and to really, really fulfilling who you are and what it is that you want to do with your life. So Create Your Life series, family, we are here. And it has been my pleasure to be with you on this beautiful, beautiful Sunday. Beautiful people, if you enjoyed this episode of the Create Your Life series, be sure to download it from our podcast, which is available on createyourlifeseries.com, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Music. Also, be sure to leave a review of the podcast. You can catch us live on Sundays from 5 30 to 6 30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time via 90.3 FM in New York or on Facebook Live at Facebook.com backslash Kev Brown1. We encourage you to participate in the conversation on Facebook or call in at 212-650-6903. Follow us on Instagram at CYL Series and at Kevin Y Brown. Be blessed, and we'll see you back here live next week. Create
1: your life Quan Create your life Create la tua vita Create your life
0: your You better create your, <laughs> create your life Create your life Create your life Create your life.